Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's ever a lull or a drop-off, especially in interviews. I just flex. We just bridge the gap. <laughs> and it's a good segue every time. I'm Jesse, and I'm gonna crush this competition. Ah! Needless to say, I'm getting ridiculously jacked and tanned. Again. Let me just take a minute. Just soak it in. I'm the one that looks good. I'm the one with the muscles. Celebrating 500 days as OBW National Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Pectacular, Jesse Goddard. OVW's own, Big Brother's own, Jesse Godders, Mr. Pectacular. I just got a flex there from Mr. Pectacular. Yeah, God gave him to me twice. You're you do that everybody. thing where where they move independently. It's 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 a it's a magic trick in my house. Absolutely. I mean, a, a lot of guys can do it. I just happen to do it a little bit better. You know, <laughs> often imitated, never duplicated type of deal. You know, this is this. So this is cool, right? So we're chatting today, you and I, Jesse. Uh, you are in Louisville, Kentucky, ahead of. Uh, yes. OVW live uh, and and I think this might be the first time we've ever done one of these like on the day of of a major show so I, I will ask you Jesse like on a yes. it's uh, on a show day is there a, is there a routine is there superstitions are there things that you do in the build-up to a show day that you do every single time yeah I just want to make sure that I'm fully rested so that's that's one of the biggest things because usually the night before I have some obligations like super early in the morning uh, or I have to wake up at like 530. Uh, so then I would love to have a nap in there, make sure that I've eaten properly uh, to make sure that I obviously can perform at an optimal uh, level because the guys here have been phenomenal. I mean, they're, they're definitely bringing their A game every single time. Not only myself is hitting the gym, but every single person on the roster, everybody looks like a million dollars. I just happen to look like 10, <laughs> just boring, but it's part of my life. So. Um. So, so, so sleep is important the night before an OVW show then sleep's important. Absolutely. Yeah. I think anytime you have like a, a bout or a, a contest, you know, whether anything, I, I'm sure like nerves set in. So you're just sitting there thinking about it and whatnot. Obviously I'm a professional. It's not as bad leading up to right before I get to the curtain. Um, but yeah, no, it's, you definitely got to try and pace yourself. Cause you almost like your anxiety, not necessarily anxiety, but like, uh, 
the nerves of it that are just false, you know, that you're literally just trapped inside your own mind are almost exhausting in and of itself. So you can almost pre-exhaust yourself if you overthink it. So I think the, as the years pass, those kind of get subdued and kind of get suppressed. So we're going to get into uh, OVW in a little bit. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, what, what you've got going on there, your your involvement with it, and many other things. But we want to send you onto a metaphorical desert island, Jesse. And when you're there, we want to give you three wrestling matches that you can watch uh, to buy the time whilst you are there waiting, presumably for help. We don't quite know. Um, okay. But uh, we're going to go through it throughout the interview and pick out different matches as we go. But let's start with match number one what would you like your first match to be jesse first match uh well it's something that actually is dear to my heart and actually showcase the magnitude of how much you can elicit true emotion out of an entire crowd or arena of people and that is uh wrestlemania 3 i believe where Hulk Hogan body slammed Andre the Giant. I know this is, I know it might be everybody's, but for me in particular, so my uncle passed away uh, due to some health complications. And in the process of doing that for our family, we had to obviously clear out his home. Lo and behold, inside his VCR at that exact time uh, where he actually passed on the couch, unfortunately, inside the VCR was wrestlemania 3 with that exact match being played so as a child as a kid when i watched it because we just turned on whatever was on when we turned the power back on and it played and, and we watched it through i saw the whole production and the actual entertainment value of that and it was just as a kid it's just overwhelming you know it's these guys are, are larger than life again one of them's a giant for crying out loud you know, so in your mind, you're like, this guy has to be seven, eight foot tall, you know, and Hulk Hogan is who he is. So that left a lasting impression on me. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a realist. I know I'm not, you know, LeBron James tall, six foot nine by no means. But what I make or what I lack in vertical height, I try to mac, uh, make up in uh, horizontal width uh, with my lat spread. So that's something that I could control. That's when I actually turned to the gym. The second one would be, so that left an impression. So that will always hold, hold a place in my heart just because of the buildup, a phenomenal story. Um, and then just uh, selfishly uh, or because of the character development, the ultimate warrior was, I was a huge fan of again, as a kid, because of just the sheer energy, the run into the ring, the whole production of it. You, like these guys are actual real people. And lo and behold, this individual, the ultimate warrior, looks like all of the actual action figures that you get to get to play with. So as opposed to everybody just all looking the same, you know, he actually not only looks the part in the action figure, but what you see on the television. So that was something that drew me to him too. He looked like Superman. He looked like Batman, you know, he, but he was the ultimate warrior. So um, when he faced, again, Hulk Hogan, so, but I believe that was a little bit later in another WrestleMania uh, moment. And then selfishly for myself, I would say when I actually faced Drew McIntyre, Drew Galloway in an explosion match, because I know what it felt like to be in the ring with somebody of that caliber. Um, and it was awesome. I mean, the physicality that obviously was brought out of me. So I knew if he was hitting me that hard, he could also be taking it and he didn't even bat an eye. So it brought more out of me 
um, when we got to the back, a lot of people were raving about it too. So that's all of all of them. I felt, you know, all of them. I had some emotion into, and I think that that makes a difference. That that Hogan Andre match from WrestleMania three. The the story behind it is is incredible, and and that, and that would have been then your first. Would that have been your first insight into the wild world of wrestling at all? No, I don't. I mean, I saw it like in passing on television and stuff. But, you know, when The Undertaker was on, I actually got traumatized as a kid getting scared. So when I saw The Undertaker, I was not about that life. The, the, the <laughs> Paul Bear, I like when I saw it, like just the spookiness of it. And like he already had it down at that exact moment. Again, I was a child. I'm, I, I, I'm not trying to drink that Kool-Aid. So when that kind of stuff came out, yeah, I saw HBK and like all the flashiness and Razor Ramon and stuff. Um, none that I could actually relate to until what happened with um with what happened with uh being able to see the impact of what happened to the crowd because of uh Hogan and Andre obviously and everybody just literally standing on the feet screaming like mild wild crazy people so it was an incredible moment that and when you watch that match it's one that we've talked about just a handful of times surprisingly in the hundred episodes we've done of this but it's one of those matches where like it's it will never be like a five-star wrestling purist dream but what it does it tells an amazing wrestling story and it does so with two guys one guy who's very limited by this point but is is absolutely the height of his power in andre the giant and hogan as well who just has the crowd in the palm of his hand throughout the whole experience it's uh it's one of those that really stays with you and clearly it, it, it stayed with you um you, yeah. you've spoken in interviews before about like whilst you loved wrestling you kind of you never thought it would any, be anything that you'd end up doing you thought it was like something that happened a million miles away um you how did you end up i mean before you get into the wrestling you, you're working on the railroad how did yeah. how did you land in into into that particular line of work then working working on the trains? That's that's crazy. So yeah, so I went to one year at a JUCO school. It's crazy that you know that. Not not too many people know, but uh, I had a phenomenal job working for the railroad. Like it was, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, I was going to be making buku bucks. Like I had more money than all three of the friends that I actually was rooming with when I was in college in one paycheck I was making more than all four three of them put together for the entire month like it was it was mad crazy um, and that was just my summer job so I actually got it interviewed for it somehow got it and then because of seniority and whatnot I was the highest in seniority and the youngest in that class that actually got hired so then all these elderly fellows you know 30 40 50 years old looking at me like how does this kid like already have more seniority in the railroad than me but I transitioned from that because it forwarded me uh, a regimen that I could eat, sleep, and train bodybuilding at the same exact time. Because it's a union, I could, one, never get fired, but two, take breaks whenever I almost pleased to do so. So I was able to eat. So when that was forwarded to me and on top of leaving my home, getting out of like a, a family-based diet of like carb-focused starchy carbs pastas things to fill up you know an entire family of five i was eating super lean meats and chicken and steak and ground beef and uh, turkey and all this stuff to help hone my body and my diet that i haven't been that has not even been altered since you know 
16, 17, 18 years old until I started to go a different path when it came to training and smarten myself up to a little bit of like nutrition, um, started bodybuilding, uh, because everybody then accused me of, you know, the freshman 15 that I gained uh, in college was because I was eating more healthy lean meats and everybody else gained the freshman 15 is what we call it over here because of beer and alcohol. So they look, you know, 10 times worse going into their first year of college. And I looked 10 times better because I went from eating again, those home cooked meals for mom in the Midwest and the United States to eating super lean uh, foods kind of transformed my body. And I gained, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20 pounds, maybe, um, but it was all good weight. Um, and when I did that, I competed in a natural bodybuilding contest because of that. I then parlayed that into a handful of wins because everybody was accusing me of being on uh, performance enhancing drugs and, you know, uh, steroids and, and all this other stuff. And I had no idea what they were even talking about. Like I was just a kid from Iowa that grew up on a farm and I started eating a little bit better, you know, and, and paying for my own food. And I had a lot of success in the bodybuilding realm. Uh, and then I just parlayed that into the next show, the next show, the next show, until I finally turned pro uh, 20 days after I turned 20. I almost did it when I was 19. So through the NANBF, which is the world or the, yeah, the world natural earth. I turned pro through the WNBF, which is World Natural Bodybuilding Federation, but the NANBF is the North American Natural Bodybuilding Federation that I turned pro in, and then I was a competitor in the WNBF. Um, so yeah, I knew I had to mean something to somebody somewhere living in Iowa, and then that's when I moved out to California. So What, what inspired bodybuilding? <laughs> girls. Girls. I knew it'd be girls. <laughs> One, absolutely. Like, I knew it'd be girls, I, what, Jesse. What and that, that's the short answer. The long answer though is I uh I was in swing choir. So I was in choir and I was good enough to then be in swing choir because I was athletic as well. And plus again, you get to interact with the girls. So I'm being able to dance around and, and, and meet and mingle with girls. And it wasn't like I was going to like parties or anything stupid, which I couldn't do anyways, but extracurricular activities for school I could do. And this was just one more thing that I I um uh tried out for and I ended up getting it. But when I was in choir, I had my arm hanging over the back of my chair because I was bored or something. And there was a girl in the back row that saw my arm and I kind of like raised it up like while I was hanging it over and I went like that. And at the time it looked like an egg. And she's like, oh wow. And she like touched it and whatnot. And then and she like must have said something. So then I like I was like, wait, there there must be something to this thing. So I'm like, what if this I could make this egg look like a like a softball or like even bigger yet you know like a like a football you know and now here we are today and that's where we're at the girl freaking rugby it, ball know? on either on. side mate it's massive what's what's that it's like a rugby ball on either side it's massive yeah yeah <laughs> so, i mean at one point my arms were the size of like my entire side of my body they're pretty close to it now like when we get pumped up but but yeah that that all stemmed it. Yep. The, that, that little thing right there definitely stemmed it. And then I grew up on a farm, so I was doing a lot of manual labor. So <laughs> what sort so, of jobs were yours on the farm? We actually acquired a, we had some ponies and stuff and ponies are all great. And well, just think this like amazing euphoric moment is going to be of having a pony. Well, now the pony obviously defecates inside a barn and somebody has to clean it up. So, and that was my job in the middle of winter. Um, through snow drifts that are easily four foot high that I had to shovel out first and then create a path with a wheelbarrow. And it's, I, I don't want to bore you with the details, but 
I can definitely do the most mundane, tedious, monotonous things over and over and day in and day out. So that's why changing my diet as a bodybuilder wasn't an issue. Going to the gym, um, training every single day was the highlight of my day. And now I'm, I'm scraping to find a couple minutes to even uh, get get back into the gym. So Because that's the one thing I've, I've got from you from, from speaking to you only for the last 10 minutes or so is that there's a real there's a real motivation in you. Like when you went right, like they like the look of the egg on the arm. I need to make it bigger. I'm just going to make it bigger. Like there's, you, you, you seem like a very driven person. What, what keeps you motivated? Uh, family 100%. Um, it, it was, it was cool. And I think you could probably say the same, like, you know, every five to 10 years of your life is almost like a block. And you can look back if you're smart enough and look back and be like, oh, you know, that at that time, you can almost put yourself back in that spot and realize that you wouldn't be able to make much more change than what you were currently doing in that exact moment. But now that you're 10 years older, you'd be like, I definitely can't go back and be that person. One, like, time just won't forward it to me Two, you see you've seen more things and you know what's possible um so at the time of being 20 you know between 20 and 26 27 28 training was it you know that's it but then now responsibilities have come in different aspects of, of now life has just come much more multifaceted than before um not to say that it was uh, simple then, but it was definitely a lot easier. I could just skate through, sleep on a friend's couch, have my car packed and move anywhere in the country. Now I have vehicles, I have loans, I have houses, I have investment properties, I have companies, I have employees, I have 60 other people I have to worry about making sure that everything's in line with license registration, workman's compensation, the legality stuff, you know, litigation in three different aspects of stuff. So there's there's definitely tons and tons of uh, real world stuff that comes later on, uh, a little bit later on. So that drive just starts to get a little bit thinner and thinner on different aspects. So you got to definitely focus on something and, and and just go towards that one goal. So, so when you so you're watching wrestling and and talking about focusing on one goal, you kind of put out of your mind the idea of wrestling being a thing. At what point does it click in that actually that's that is something I could do? It was either, I don't, I can't, I couldn't tell you the exact year, but then I'd be able to pin it down. It's either 20 or 2006 or 2000, no, be either 2007, 2008. Um, because that was the year that uh, The Miz faced John Cena at WrestleMania. And I believe he main evented WrestleMania. And who is The Miz? And I just coincidentally enough in 2008 came off of, so that happened in April. I came out of big brother or I went into big brother knowing and having that information. And I also went into big brother knowing that I'm going into a reality TV show. Also not looking like the Miz, but looking the way I do and all of the foundation that I've already built. So now I'm just like, okay, we, we got something here. We got some traction because one, it looks like if I throw a punch, it's going to hurt. So I already have that going for me. Two, we now have this other platform that's prime time television and the, 
the game show of Big Brother, which is world renowned and literally the biggest show in the summer on primetime television that airs three times a week. And my face is going to be all over it, you know, everything. So I'm a walking billboard for my actual, you know, hopefully next projected uh, profession. Parlaying, obviously, the bodybuilding um, reality television star into, you know, like <laughs> the three skips across the ocean type thing. Uh, into And then parlay it into, obviously, professional wrestling. But many hurdles were met. So don't think that this was like some easy thing that I not only conjured up, you still had to get the cogs in motion and the wheels in motion for that to even become plausible because at every turn I was met with resistance, trust me, not only in the wrestling world, in the reality TV world, but then also in the bodybuilding world too. So, you know, you make your name in bodybuilding, they want to keep you there in reality television, you pigeonhole yourself because you're a reality television star and wrestling has and wants nothing to do with a reality TV star, regardless of who you are, or what you look like, because they just think you're coming for a cup of coffee and you're not serious about it. Well, 11 years later, I think the writing's on the wall. I think, I think I've paid at least a decade worth of dues. So my body has felt it. I'd say I'm pretty close to looking the exact same way as I did when I first started. So your appearance on big brother like it's it's like it's like christmas now an annual tradition is jesse goddard turning up on big brother yes. that's kind of how it rolled for a long time well Absolutely. how is it i mean out of so many people that get called back like they really took a shot in the american version they really took a shine to you didn't they yeah no and and for probably a multitude of reasons but as, as we've talked now, like once you get to know somebody, you want to surround yourself with people that you like because you're at work. You're going to have to see them every single day. If you have a significant other or a spouse or somebody that you live with, like you got to like them to some degree because you're spending mm. between eight to six hours, no matter what, in every single year, every single day of your life, whether it's at home or at work, you know? And then when, when you go on Big Brother, it's even more, it's literally 24 seven. So when they want to put people around them, granted, I got brought back twice, but then I also got brought back to your point for all the appearances and hosts and the competitions and stuff. And it's awesome because it's like a little mini reunion, you know, when I come back and, and there's people that have literally, when I first came on as a contestant in 2008 and then, and then again in 2009 that left the show and they've actually came back and I'm still coming back at the tail end, you know, seven, eight years later. Uh, nine, 10 years later, and I'm seeing them again. And it's, it's pretty surreal, but it's definitely, those are production uh, uh, companies as well. And they like to keep people that they work with um, coming back. I'm keen to know, cause Big Brother was, a, it's, it's not on anymore, but it was a big deal here in the UK as well was Big you, Brother. Was there any, ever any conversations about you doing stuff in, on the UK version? Yeah, because I, I believe they started having like Celebrity Big Brother over there, correct? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. So there was a couple of things and I, I think I got contacted at one point. I don't know if it was a scheduling because once like wrestling started, like obviously when you're inside the Big Brother house, like that's it. You're not going anywhere. You're not doing anything else. Like you have to allot that time. So you have to be kind of like in a lull or have be able to allot that time of that month or, or two months or whatever the duration of time is uh, to just do that one thing. But I think we might've kicked around the idea and then just scheduling didn't work out. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Was there something about wrestling that, when you started training to do it, surprised? Uh, yeah, I mean, all of it. And it's stupid to say, but I don't think independent wrestlers or anybody that's a professional wrestler realizes how multifaceted it is. You're your own actor, you're your own stuntman, you're your own, you're doing all of these things. But on top of that, as I'm sure you've seen, there's multi, a multitude of professional wrestlers that have crossover appeal in different federations or organizations. Professional wrestlers, again, I could be wrong, and there's outliers to everything. But they pigeonhole themselves. They think it's just moves. They don't understand whether it be the psychology. Like wrestling's a fraction, a fraction of what this profession actually is. There's you know? so much of it that is, is personality driven. It's, you know, and you just look at the the two the first two matches that you chose, and it's it's all stuff that isn't so much about like the technical elements of, and greatness of the match. No. It's all about the big characters, the personalities, and the story yeah. that's being told. Um, when you joined Impact, they leaned into that story that, you know, big brother, celebrity star, and you they kind of lean into the fact that, oh, he's, you know, he, he doesn't he's not into the business he's a celeb he thinks he's bigger than it and it looked like you especially with you and robbie e like you guys had a lot mm -hmm. of fun when you when you got into the oh, into the God. swing of things as the bromance not only did we have a lot of fun we got into a lot of trouble too but in the sense of like afterwards because you know when when you have guys that look the way we do and we go anywhere it's a big to do so i mean it was it was some of the most fun of my life actually like looking back on it you almost just like you say wow i i remember we had uh, i believe it was lockdown down in miami and like we were all hanging out and then all of a sudden it's 3 30 in the morning and i'm by myself on the dance floor and little wayne is still up like djing and stuff and i'm looking around and i see nobody else and i don't have a clue in the world where we're staying or where anybody else is let alone like be able to call them at 3 30 in the morning so yes, it's a, uh, it's, it's, there's, there's with all that good come, come some, <laughs> come some good stories too. So, and Robbie was phenomenal. I mean, it, it comes down to chemistry um, when it comes to professional wrestling and you can throw 
what you would think would be a, just a dream match. And then you throw it in there and, and you're just like, Ugh. or you throw two people together and you look at them and you're just like, Oh, they just threw two people together. This is not a tag team, you know? Um, it's, but it's the same with any sport. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can put five all-star pro, uh, you know, pro basketball players on a team and then they still don't win the championship because it's the synergy. You know, it, that's what it comes down to the chemistry that they have. You have one pillar that's, that's doing a phenomenal job and firing on all cylinders. Um, it makes, it's beautiful to see. And, and when it comes to Robbie and I's tag team, we have phenomenal synergy and chemistry from the beginning. So Now, a lot of people now know Robbie as Robert. Uh, he's the Robert Stone brand uh, over on NXT. <laughs> do you guys still, do you guys still talk on the regular? Yeah, every once in a while. Absolutely. I mean, he's, uh, he's lost some weight. So I don't know. He's gotten a little skinny. We, I think we need to get, I think we need to have some, some, I think his skinnier jeans somehow got skinnier. Uh, no, but he's, he's awesome. And I think to his, to his point, getting married, settled down his two twins and uh, his other boy that he has that he's raising. And then he has some other businesses and stuff as well. You just, it, you just turn that page, you know, and what you once were like, yeah, it's just like talking to an old friend or a friend from high school. Yeah, you can get right back into that mindset of where you guys were at um, <clears throat> if you want to go there. you know. And then there's other friends where you got to kind of ghost around and like kind of make the conversation kind of flow, if you, if you know what I mean. So, but yeah, with Robbie, like we could, we could talk and pick up right where we left off. Uh, you mentioned, we mentioned that obviously Robert Stone, do, Robbie E doing stuff um, in, in NXT. Is this something that you may have, had thrown at you before but i'm 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 always surprised we haven't seen you pop up over there in some way shape or form like i know that like what you're doing now is is some really some some of the best work you've ever done but i've yeah. always like somebody like yourself i'm surprised hasn't as as of now been approached by wwe unless unless they have and something hasn't come together i don't know whether you can talk no, about that i mean a couple yeah yeah a couple of things just for me i'm having the most fun that I could possibly have. Like I have all the creative control. I get to have fun with the people and the individuals that I'm bringing up. I'm being able to build a brand. Like, I don't know if you've seen what, what OBW was, but what, where it's at now, the networks, like I'm not just the face that runs the place. I'm not just a network superstar. Like, as we all know, this face and this physique correlates directly into ratings and other venues and other opportunities because of me being the champion here so it is it behooves me to be here i appreciate be here, being here i value the fact that i am here i sincerely do love obw for the people that i rub elbows with and get to continue to work with it's also being forwarded to me because of this vehicle um, and the other individuals that are here that are contestants and obviously on the roster um, I try to stress that to you to the nth degree, because what we're doing and transforming the landscape and what I've said, uh, even online, like we have a bigger reach than every other wrestling promotion other than, uh, I believe, SmackDown. And those numbers you can look at, whether or not they turn on the, the, the TV is one thing, but the actual reach of OVW wrestling has more reach than every other uh, promotion other than the the product of SmackDown as of right now, currently. 
So. That's, those are facts. Those are facts. Yeah. Those yeah. are facts. There's a guy on SmackDown who uh, we've already mentioned. Uh, he was one of the matches that you chose for your yeah. for your three matches, and it was uh, formerly Drew Galloway, Drew McIntyre. Um, yeah. and, and of all the matches that you had as part of Impact, all the matches that you've had as part of OVW as well, you chose that particular one. And, and talk to us about working with Drew McIntyre. The sheer physicality was one aspect of it more so the way it made me feel like even though i didn't become victorious that night in my mind as i was rolling out like i have a moment like and there's these moments like i want to be able to cherish and i actually have one of my other most coveted uh memories here at the davis arena and davis arena has a couple hundred people you know at the time and it was one of their big shows but i'll, I'll never forget like being with my tag partner uh one of my first stints here and raising my arms and just feeling the crowd of getting the true elicited emotion out of them of exactly what we wanted at that exact moment of me just going on the second turn but you're a rock star it's euphoric it's euphoria and that's what professional wrestlers are constantly chasing which is also why they can't let go of it later on in life and it's hard to transition back into the real world because you are a rock star and that dragon you're continuing to try to chase is no longer there but when it comes to Drew McIntyre, that exact moment and having that exact match with him at that exact time, I'll forever get to remember whether or not he does or not is irrelevant. I do. And I know he not only brought out of me, I not only knew how I felt, but I also know how other people responded to it as well. And because because of that, like other people saw whether it's a different side of me or, or whatever the case may be, I can string together the best, you know, seven moves you of doom that you want, you know, if that's what you want me to do. But I would much rather have somebody hate me for doing something that I chose to do um, inside that ring as opposed to um, just being some guy that does moves. That's also why I continue to get brought back by Big Brother. It's not because of the moves I do, because there's plenty of guys that have been on Big Brother that look good, uh, that are from the Midwest, that have abs. Why am I any different? It's all about Because character. I'm Mr. Spectacular. There is that, obviously. There is that. It goes out... <laughs> You, you, that it's it's a I'm drawn to that. It's strange. It's Most an impressive if skill. Ever, <laughs> if there's ever a lull, if there's ever a lull or a drop off, especially in interviews, I just flex. We just bridge the gap. <laughs> the guy gets back on, or the girl gets back on. They're like, "Oh my gosh, your muscles!" And then we just transition <laughs> right back into something else. And it's a good segue every time. It never. Well, I, it never I take fails. a great compliment. The fact you've only had to do that twice so far. There you go. That. So there it's you obviously go. flowed quite well, which is good. Um, we are in the Davis Arena, uh, where you have had the, the the warmth of the rock star feeling, and you will have tonight, where uh, OVW is taking place. Um, we we talked about it for the interview. We started recording the interview, and um, we at Cultaholic we've covered like, the history of OVW, and we've recently had Al Snow on. We've got Steve Michaels coming on, and uh, the week after next, Brian Kennison's been part of our show as well. Uh, and for me personally, like OVW was 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 such a cool was and, and it still is but when i was discovering wrestling again it was like this is where all the the guys who are going to become guys are starting this is amazing and it's so great to see ovw still shining and now thriving in a whole new way where it's doing its own thing it's marching to the beat of its own drum is there for you sir is there a, a with with the history that ovw has in terms of the people that have come through, the Batistas, Brock Lesnar's, Randy Orton's, John Cena's, is there a pressure? Pressure to uphold that or a pressure yeah. to then turn into that? 
a pressure to um, to continue that legacy, a pressure to, I guess, to uphold it and to, and to further it. Yeah. Do you feel that? I, I'd like to. I'd like to hope sincerely that um, those guys, all those individuals that you just said, and many others, mind you, like uh, Bobby Lashley, Kurt Angle, you know, the girls, John Morrison, Miz was here, like all, everybody. Charlie Haas, Shelton Benjamin, all of these individuals um, appreciate, obviously, the work that's still being done, you know, to keep that legacy alive um, so they can still look back and be like, oh, wow, that's awesome. I know that's how, like, that, that building, those individuals, that foundation was what I was a part of and helped me uh, become and have the career that I have, you know, who, whoever it uh, may be um in that aspect i hope i'm doing them justice you know but i think at their stint in life and also uh at the davis arena they were 20 you know what i mean so they had a completely different outlook randy orton was super young when he was here you know john cena was fresh out of college i believe you know batista was young um and they were already just monsters of men you know so uh, it's a completely different uh, product now. So to your point, like you said, it's it's brand new. So our TV product is different because it's TV product quality as opposed to a developmental. So I do want to distinguish those two things because I think there is a stigma that it, it's like, oh, it's just the developmental. It's just this. It's, and it, it kind of got passed around to serve a purpose of being and preparing for television. Yes. But now that's what it exactly is. We are our own product. And by the way, yes, we have classes and they run this stuff uh, and they have their things throughout the week and whatnot. So, yeah, um, for both of those, I hope that that answered that. And then obviously I would love to obviously further my career. That's the whole intent. That's the reason why I'm here. Um, I, I'm not trying to uh, camp out here. Uh, I am the, the man at the top of the hill. So I would definitely love for more competition, but I know that there's some getting stirred up and there's individuals that have come back from, uh, different injuries, mishaps and or relocation and stuff. So I'm definitely looking forward to the future here at OVW as well. And I love being the champion because, um, as you saw the demographic of the entire or the landscape of the entire company is completely changed. Yeah, I mean, any, a lot of people I know tuned into the the Nightmare Rumble recently, and for 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 some it was uh, just just uh, another excellent showcase of OVW. For some, they were rediscovering OVW, and what I love is that every time we you know we have somebody representing OVW here on Coldaholic, there are always people that want to discover more still and and find you guys. So. With the with the obvious exception of Mr. Pectacular, the obvious exception of Mr. Pectacular, who should people be looking out for on OVW oh. television on a weekly basis? Star Rider, Tony Gunn, uh, obviously Shira. There's, uh, I mean, Haley J on the girls' side, Ari. Different guys have been coming in and, and taking off. And those guys, like, I, of all the... In, of all the gimmicks, of all the characters, sincerely, when I watch Eric of Dark Clouds move in the ring, it's very unorthodox. Like, you don't see somebody move like him. So I don't know if, if 
So for individuals that like to see characters, that's all I really care about. You know, I love seeing Bizzo coming out there being all distraught because his girl, everybody can feel that. Everybody knows what that's like, but then so can Luscious, you know? So whatever the storyline happens between those two, I'm all about it. I'm all for it. Um, and everybody's always, you know, had some significant other that they left, come back to, and they know it's toxic and this, that, and the other thing. So I'm assuming, unless unless you have clarity on the diff and your heart's in a good spot and that's never happened to you, for whatever reason, I, I'm drawn to that. But when it comes to Eric and Bundles, I think it's a phenomenal tag team. I love their look. I love the way they move. I love the way they talk, their promos, the way, I mean, the way they deliver stuff. It's phenomenal. Like, it, and they, they got me hook, line, and sinker. So, and I think there's a lot of, a lot of people that uh, you can sink your teeth into when it comes to characters. And that's what matters. So I think, yeah, there's, there's so much in there. For, there's a bit for everybody. There is the wrestling and there is the character work as well. Um, you, you mentioned about how, you know, you're camping out in OVW and you've got big things that you want to do there. And I know that you're you're an incredibly busy man and you run a lot of things. And um, do you have further plans to do more stuff in television away from wrestling? No, absolutely. Like there's a handful of other TV projects. Obviously there's NDAs and whatnot, um, but we've already shot pilots that are already being shopped around. So just a matter of time. You do as many things as you possibly can. And the same way that I have friends in um, CBS for Big Brother, um, I have other friends that are in other facets of entertainment. Um, uh, Sonia Blanjardo, who's a super close friend of mine, has done my workout DVD and did uh, uh, Tainted Dreams, that project that I did in New York. Um, she has tons of different things that she's doing and kicking around. And, and I'd love to be a part of any of them because she's such a sweetheart, her and her husband. Um, Brandon and uh yeah so it's it's everything's already in the works obviously you just gotta you gotta be a yes man and the one thing that it that I can kind of piggyback off of that for anybody that's whether it's being a professional wrestler reality tv star uh, bodybuilder or any profession I mean if you get a a degree in law and you want to work for somebody in a different state you can't physically do it in the state that you're in. You have to move. And I think a lot of people limit their opportunities because they're a tree and they don't move. They think that they have to stay there. And that's one thing that even myself, like living in Iowa, um, which is a, a super small town, we had one stop sign. We didn't have a stop light. We had a stop sign. We had one stop sign. And I think about 100, 100 people in the entire town. Um, it was three towns put together that was um, my, uh, my senior class with 54 people. So, um, and the reason why I say that is the opportunity you have to chase, it's not going to come to you, you know, which is why I left Iowa to begin with, which is why I moved to here to Louisville, um, to have more face time, more actual camera time, more experience, more matches, more promos, more face time, more interviews, more everything to obviously garner and, uh, comb through and hone my skills as of right now. And we'll see, obviously, when I get an opportunity somewhere else, what, what comes of it. So, but you got to prepare yourself, you know? And I think that's a phenomenal piece of advice that, that we can end on from, uh, from a man who, who, who left a small town and just went and said yes to all things. And, and this is where we are now. Um, Jesse, I'm very aware that um, you have a busy night tonight. You're at the Davis and it's all kicking off. So we don't want to keep you much longer. But if people want to find out more about you, if they want to watch you doing the weird thing you do with your pecs, it's weirdly, weirdly mesmerizing. Can't stop looking. Where can people find you, Jesse? Online? Mm-hmm. Can people well, what, find what, yeah, on, on Thursday nights, first and foremost. But obviously a little bit different over there. Um, but 
I'm assuming YouTube, that, or obviously I have uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, my website, alt, everything's Mr. Pectacular, Mr. at Mr. Pectacular, M-R-P-E-C with a dash T-A-C-U-L-A-R. It's spectacular, just take off the S. Because that's it's sloppy. You don't need an S. You just need spectacular. Where were yeah. you when you had the epiphany to drop the S from spectacular? I don't know where I was, but I know who I was talking to. And it was a close friend of mine because um, we were just trying to encapsulate, you know, me in and of itself with one word. And there was a lot of oddball words thrown around. Trust me. So to come to this one, uh, I know when it was first born on on national television and the people that I was talking to with Lydia uh, on Big Brother the first time I went on there. Um, yeah. And then the, the funeral afterwards after I was gone. So, but yeah, I, I don't remember where, but I remember who. So well, the conversation that we had. It, is, it has been spectacular to welcome you to Cultaholic Island. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you sincerely. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 